Short Cast Club. Hello, we're here today with Volume Fifteen of our podcast of the best recent episodes on Short Cast Club. I'm Avi Kaufman, your host. If you like variety, this is the podcast for you. A common thread in this week's selection is seeing things from a different perspective. We'll hear insights from Dr. Ben Rain, a neuroscientist; Nathan Nobis, a philosopher; Bill Harper, a branding leader. Tora Mills, a career coach; Liz Jane, a young professional; and Tom Jordan, a voice actor. Let's start with Dr. Ben Rain, a PhD neuroscientist who explains the brain in his shortcast "Make It Brain" with Dr. Brain. In this episode, he explains what is moral imagination and how it relates to his research. Imagine that you're out in public and you see a parent with a crying baby, but the parent is not paying attention. Instead, they're playing a game on their phone. On a scale of one to ten, how morally unacceptable would you rate this behavior? Okay, now let's imagine a circumstance that would make that more acceptable. For example, it's not actually their kid; they're just watching this baby while the parent is in the bathroom. Or you can think of something else yourself. Now let's rate it again. How morally unacceptable is this? That was an exercise in something called moral imagination, when we explore all possibilities and circumstances that could explain or resolve an ethical issue. Moral imagination can be a bad thing in certain cases. For example, if that actually was their kid, and you just found a way to excuse bad parenting. But on the other hand, moral imagination can be a very good thing. It lets us take ourselves out of the equation and engage empathy. When we open all possibilities and think from all perspectives, we can more objectively judge what's right and wrong, and that is incredibly powerful. It's honestly pretty amazing that the human brain can even do this: accurately imagine experiences from another person's perspective. It's an amazing ability, and I think we should do everything we can to make sure that we don't forget to use it. As a scientist studying empathy, I believe that all ethical decisions must engage empathy. If our actions might impact others, then we should be imagining that impact from their perspective. And sometimes to do that effectively requires us to open all possibilities. Our moral imagination. Thanks for your interest. Please follow for more science. Next, we hear from Nathan Nobis, a philosophy professor at Morehouse College. He tells us what he thinks may be one of the most important philosophy questions. Great philosopher. Do you think Justin Bieber? You probably don't. You probably shouldn't. But he had a song that asked one of, if not the most, philosophical questions. So he can be a memorable figure for you.、Uh, this question is, "What do you mean?" And "What do you mean?" is one of the best questions to ask in philosophy and in interpersonal relationships. Why is that? Well, if you're going to think about whether somebody is saying something that's true or false, or why you might think something, you're going to need to know what they mean. So、um, here's some suggestions. Uh, suppose somebody says something, you hear it, you freak out. Before you freak out, it might be good to ask the person, "What did you mean by that?" Sometimes people say things and they're thinking one thing, but you're thinking another. You're hearing another thing, so it's always good to clarify what people mean. Again, this is especially important in thinking about ethical and philosophical issues, but it's also important for interpersonal relationships. So ask people what they mean and listen. Try to understand. The golden rule of advertising is: don't sell the drill, sell the hole. In other words, look at it not from your perspective, but from the perspective of what the customer needs. In this episode of "Don't Just Win, Dominate" with Bill Harper, he illustrates this principle and provides some examples. Okay, the golden rule of advertising explained. Stick with me on this because once you have this tool in your head, it makes marketing a whole lot easier. So the normal golden rule example is: don't sell the drill, sell the hole, and that's only fifty percent right. 
it is true that you don't want to sell the drill. It's not about your product or your service or your company or your people or how much you care or how, it, like none of that stuff, none of the features, none of the benefits, none of that matters. That's all irrelevant. So check, 100% correct on that. The part about the whole though is a little off and here's why. It isn't about the whole. It's why you needed to make the whole in the first place. That's what the really great agencies are going after. And I'll give you a good example and I'll even give you a good example in B2B. Let's say you make promotional videos for business to business companies to help them grow their business. So you pick up the phone and you call a business. You say, hey business, I make promotional videos to help you grow your business and we help you put them online and whatever. Now, if that person, that CEO happens to think that promotional uh, videos is a good thing, well, then maybe they'll talk to you. Or if your pricing is right, then maybe they'll talk to you. But the bigger question is, why would somebody want promotional videos? And the obvious answer is, well, to grow your company. That's true, but that's not a big enough pain point. The bigger pain point would be to go back and look at a small company like this and say, what happens cyclically to your business? Well, if you look at a small business like this, you're gonna see that their inflow and uh, for biz dev goes like this, right? It goes up, up, up when they're not busy and then they get busy and then their biz dev efforts fall off and then they don't have any work and then they have to work real hard again to get it. And so the tail's kind of wagging the dog, right? Because they're like high, low, high, low, high, low. So if instead you go in and you say, we make promotional videos that help even out that up, down, up, down, up, down thing that drives you nuts all year, all of a sudden the value of the videos that we're providing goes sky high because this is a direct pain point that the, the business owner can feel and understand and is in their language. They're up at two o'clock in the morning worrying about how am I gonna do the work I've got and take care of the biz dev at the same time. So when you think about it, it's not about the solution, it's about why the solution was needed or could be beneficial in the first place. Once you start looking at it that way, marketing and sales start making a lot more sense. And a lot of people say, oh, well, that's great for marketing, Bill, but it has nothing to do with sales. Nonsense. It's the same argument. A salesperson that walks in the door and says, hey, listen, we sell promotional videos, they sell promotional videos. The difference is, is that we understand that it isn't about the video. What it's about is making sure that your business stays on an even keel over the course of the year, because even when you're busy, we make sure that your face is still out in front of people. That's where you're gonna get your traction. So if you've wrestled with this golden rule idea about the drill in the hole, hopefully this has been helpful. Next, I wanna play two episodes from two different people dealing with the fallout on their jobs from the AI revolution. First, Tora Mills, a career coach, looks at this from the frame of knowledge-based versus task-based roles and forecasts which areas will see cuts and which will see growth in this new era. So many people were had their heads turned and were trying to get chat GPT resumes. You didn't even realize that the very roles that people were applying for, these roles have vanished. They become obsolete. They do not exist anymore or will not exist within the next year to two years. So let's talk about what's really happening behind the scenes, the things you really want to pay attention to. A lot of people are not going to backfill these roles. And so a lot of employees are doing the work of two to three different employees and they do not intend to backfill them. They're going to automate them. So when you look across all industries, I want to tell y'all who's in demand. And I want to talk to you from a strategist point of view. So when we talk about who's in demand, people who understand operations, 
people who understand how to lean out organizations because guess what they're first going to get people to tell them where the inefficiencies are they're going to have them map where the value is where the friction points are solve them and then bring in automation engineers prompt engineers and we're going to start looking at a lot more roles around ai ethics machine learning ethics. You're gonna see a lot of these roles begin to surface as well as organizations begin to create different technology to automate. So pay attention to what's really going on and stop getting caught up in trends because the very thing you rebranding for, they don't need you no more, friend. Tom Jordan is an acclaimed voice actor and audiobook narrator. In his shortcast, Tom voiceover quick tips, he addresses in this episode how he thinks AI might impact his job as an audiobook narrator. Is the future of audiobook narration just AI narrators? I'm running really low on light. It's very... Well, it's getting dark outside. Do you want to see outside? Check this. Anywho, getting down to business, people have asked me, Tom, what do you think of the whole uh, Audible now taking on AI projects? And, um, well, I think I, I look at it like this. This is a... Uh, this was a slow-moving tsunami that we all saw coming. Uh, it hit the buoys uh, a thousand miles out five years ago and uh, set the alert. And we just all been kind of watching this wave on the horizon build and it's crashing. So what I think is going to happen is that a lot of the, um, I hate to use this term, uh, low hanging fruit. Um, some of the books that I've written, for instance, um, uh, through KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing, um, probably going to pick up free AI voices. So, um, not that I would ever do that. We believe in human voices only around here, folks. But um, I'm just saying there are a lot of them out there. I'm talking tens of thousands a month published. More than that. More than that. There's there's a lot. I'm not talking about just the coloring books and how to tie your shoes. I'm talking about you know like serious fiction. Um, and nonfiction. A lot of nonfiction is going to be picked up by the uh, AI voices. And um, so be the best narrator you can be. Get as good of coaching as you possibly can. Learn the business. I think this is probably going to affect a lot of people that are ordinarily going to ACX looking for short, quote unquote, easy projects to narrate, which maybe don't do that anyway. Um, you know, get coaching to the point where you actually feel comfortable taking on medium sized four hour, six hour, eight hour books. Um, but I know that you can't always do that. You can't always afford coaching. You just want to get started. You just want to begin narrating and there'll still be books out there on ACX. There'll still be people that want human narrators and maybe just maybe this will whole process will call some of the, um, least desirable books and get them off of ACX, let them go to AI voices, and maybe it'll leave some good good ones for us, some better ones for us, I don't know. Leave me comments below, let me know what you guys think. I'm still trying to sort it all out, still reeling. So yeah, let me know. Let's wrap it up this week with Liz Jane and her shortcast, Working Girl Shortcast. She shares three cold hard truths about workplace experiences that are hard, but unavoidable, and that once you learn from these, you'll be unstoppable.
These are three cold hard truths about entering the nine to five workforce. Number one, your effort is not always going to equal your reward. You are going to realize that hard work, dedication, and loyalty is not going to be enough sometimes. Number two, you're going to have imposter syndrome that is so overpowering and so consuming sometimes, and it's going to make you believe that you're going to get fired or that you're doing a bad job, even though you are killing it at work. Number three, you're going to encounter really terrible coworkers, and no matter what you do or say, it's not going to make them a better coworker. And you're just going to have to work through that. But once you experience these things and learn to accept them, you're going to be able to really craft a career that you love because you're going to put in the work and the passion where it matters. I hope you enjoyed this taste of some of my favorite recent shortcasts. If you did, please subscribe and consider writing a review on your podcast app and telling your friends. It helps surface our show to other potential listeners. We really appreciate your support as we continue to grow our show. There are links for each of the creators you heard today in the show notes. We encourage you to find and follow them on Shortcast Club. They are all very binge-worthy. Check out more great shows available on the Shortcast Club app. You can download the app from the iOS or Android app store. Search for Shortcast Club. Thanks and happy listening.